0: Welcome back to For The Record Review. My name is Timothy. And today we're going to be talking about B.B. Rex's Better Mistakes. Her new album came out May 7th. And we're going to be diving in deep. We're going to be doing a review of that album. I'm going to be going over the usual. You know, I'm going to give you my initial thoughts. We're going to talk about the themes, the content. We're going to talk about the production, the composition, the overall sound. I'm going to talk about some of the best lyrics and some of the worst lyrics and some of the best songs and some of the worst songs. And then I'm going to give it an overall rating. So go ahead and sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. All right. Welcome back to For the Record Review and as i mentioned we're talking about bb rex's new album better mistakes right came out may 7th and well before i get into the album let me talk about how i basically discovered bb rexa like how i found out about who she is and then i'll talk about my initial thoughts and then i'll hit on the themes the production and the lyrics and some of the best and worst songs then i'll give you my overall rating so, I found out about BB REXA from I I guess I had heard her music on the radio. Uh, I can't remember which one, but once I like was able to put a name to the face and put that face and name to particular songs and projects, I was like, "Oh, I know this song!" Like, so let me explain. Um, my wife had gone to a Jonas Brothers concert. Uh, they came out to Las Vegas, you know, for their reunion tour, right? Like their Happiness Begins tour. And she had went with her sister who, you know, it was really cool that they um, they listened to the Jonas Brothers as kids and now they're like grown, right? And they're able to listen to the Jonas Brothers 20 years later. So that's kind of dope. But anyways, um so they're at this Jonas Brothers concert, and BB Rexa is the opener. And my wife comes home and she's like, Wow, BB Rexa is, is so good. Like, I loved her set. I loved everything she did. I love she can really sing and all of this jazz, and she could dance too, and all that stuff, right? And so, um, one thing that I had thought of as I was processing about what she was telling me about BB Rexa, right? I was like, it sounds so familiar. That name sounds so familiar. So it's like I started diving in deep to her music. I wouldn't even say diving deep. I just started listening surface level. Like, I started like, oh, yes, I know this song. I know this song. And um, so with that, I was like, okay, B.B. Rex is On My Radar. She had some songs that I liked, right? Like, some of the songs that I saw that she had done um, were really good, Um. One of them is Not 20 Anymore. And I really like that song. Like, I like the overall message. I like the content. um, I like the production of it. And I think it's something that a lot of women don't talk about in in music. And a lot of artists don't talk about in general. Like, I love it when artists talk about concepts that we are all feeling, right? The concept of B.B. or uh the concept of not 20 anymore is like, no, I'm not 20 anymore. Like I've, I've grown up, but I'm even better. I'm even stronger. I'm wiser and I'm a better lover than I was before, um, at the age of 30, as opposed to the age of 20. And so, you know, as you're coming of age and as we're growing up, that's something that I really liked, um, because it's a concept that not a lot of people talk about and for her to talk about it and sing about it, I was like, dang, this is dope. So anyways, I kind of had high hopes or high expectations for this album. Uh, needless to say, um, it didn't necessarily live up to my expectations. Um, I'm just gonna be real with you. I think this album. Here's my initial thoughts. I think this album is just okay. All right. Like, I don't think it's anything to write home about. I don't think it's anything to like tell your friends about. I don't think it's even worth you, you as the listener of this podcast to like go look up. Like I'm gonna be honest with you, um, it's just okay, okay? So like, here's why I think it's just okay. Um, There's a ton of features and features aren't necessarily a bad thing, but in this case, as a debut album, excuse me, as a sophomore album, I expected her to do more standalone type things. Like I don't want you to be carried by the artists that are featured on your song. And by the way, I wasn't necessarily impressed by the 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 artists that were featured on the song, but it is what it is. And a lot of these features sound like they don't sound organic. And what I mean by is they don't sound organic is that it doesn't seem like they were collaborating on the song it seems like something that the label had done or manufactured like your manager talked to this manager and they you know coordinate and y'all make a song together like he drops his verse on this track and you you do your thing and y'all maybe or may not even talk to each other and so that's what it felt like and i could be wrong right like i could be dead wrong like there could have been a ton of collaboration um about this and besides let's like there's COVID around like it's pandemic okay like i i highly doubt that they were up in the studio together all the people that you collaborated with on that are featured on the song um let me just see how many features there are let me pull this up um hang on there's a ton of features on here and it's like i think about half of them are um let me pull it up on my phone sorry i mean i should probably have this ready um before you guys came well i guess it doesn't really matter because you're here anyways but so like she has a ton of features let me count them up um that pesky spotify is loading yeah okay so she's got one with travis barker one with tie dollar sign, so that's two. Little Uzi Vert, that's three. Doja Cat, that's four. Pink Sweat, that's five. Amore with Rick Ross, that's six. And she's got 13 songs. So almost about half of the songs on here feature someone. Okay, don't get me wrong. I'm not against features. But if you if half of your album is features, then it's like, how much of this is you? You know, like I was doing a deep dive on her Instagram and she was saying how like this is her. And I here's the thing. I believe that this album represents who she genuinely is. Right. There just may not be that much. Um, oh, That sounded kind of <laughs> that kind of sounded rude. Like I didn't Oh, there's not a lot much to her. Uh, but that's not what I meant. What I mean was like this is who she is. But maybe I was just expecting more introspective type stuff. Don't get me wrong. There's good songs on this record. There's really, really good songs. And there's not a lot of things that I would be like, hey, let me put this song on. Like, I would never recommend this song, like anything off this album to anyone. Like, I would never be like, bro, you got to check this out. There's nothing on this album that makes me do that. And that's okay, right? She didn't make a bad album. She just didn't make a great album. Um, Again, there's a ton of features. And the album sounds like typical radio music, like typical Top 40. But that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Just because popular music is, and radio music is popular, that doesn't necessarily make it bad, right? Billie Eilish is the epitome of popular music at this point, right? Um, And her music's not bad. It's it's genuinely not. Like there's a ton of artistry to it and she's crafted music extremely well. Ariana Grande is another person that I think makes music really well. Um and is really popular. Uh, another person, you know, perhaps Justin Bieber who is is really popular, right? But they did it's not like they make bad music. Um and, and in this case here, it sounds like they're trying to make hits, right? This album sounds like they're trying to make hits. It sounds like they're trying to make music for the radio. And and if you're a person that doesn't really care about, like, music, that's fine, you know? Like, that's okay. Like, there's nothing wrong with, like, I don't care. I just want a, a song that sounds good. I, I mean, at the end of the day, don't we all want a song that sounds good? But if you're a person that is, like, wanting more introspective-type stuff from from your music, this is not the album for you, for sure, okay? Um, It sounds like anything... You would hear on the radio. So, like, what I'm trying to say is, you're not missing anything if you don't listen to this album, and you probably will hear a couple songs from this album, like on the way to your dentist appointment. If you're listening to the radio uh, on the way to the dentist, if you listen to the radio, you'll probably hear some of this music, right? Uh, but let's talk about the production, okay? Talk about the production, the composition, and the overall sound. Again. It's just okay, okay? There's not a lot to praise here because it sounds like the producers are trying to make popular music. It sounds like they got in the studio, right? And there's multiple producers on this, so like, and there's COVID around, so it's like, I don't know how collaborative these sessions were. Um, But anyways, they get in the studio and they're saying, hey, what do the people like right now? What's popular? It doesn't sound like they're not trying to make anything new. They're not trying to change the game. I don't it's sad because I think BB Rexa is an extremely talented songwriter. Extremely talented. She actually wrote the chorus to the monster by Eminem featuring Rihanna. And that's a huge song, right? Like she wrote that. And that's dope. Like she's a she's probably a better songwriter than she is an artist. And I'll give her that. Um, but the thing is. It doesn't sound like she was trying to make something extremely innovative here. And I get it. She's not a producer. <laughs> like there's only there's if you're just a singer or and you're not a producer, there's not a lot you can do. Like you can say, I want this, I want that, but you know, I, I want more drums in my song, you know, I want more violins, you know, I I want no violins, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like there's only so much you can do as the the singer and you're kind of subjected to the ability and the creativity of your producer right if you have a trash producer i'm not saying these guys on this are trash but if you have a trash producer i mean your skill set is limited right like it's just limited um and it doesn't sound like they're trying to change the game um uh, so it's it's like average average production and to be honest i don't think that this music is going to stand the test of time like as a sophomore album it should be like, okay, I've had a taste of success with my first album. And now in my sophomore album, I want to do something like crazy. I want to do something really good. Um, uh, but here's the thing, right? This album can, because of the features, it can do really well. Like, oh, you got little Uzi Vert on your song. You got Doja Cat on your song. You got Travis Barker. Like, I don't even know what he did on the song because he's a drummer. But <laughs> but um, yeah, he's there right so like it can that's probably something that the record label tried to do and i could be this is just speculation right like if i was a record label and i wanted to ensure the album success what i would do is i would plug a bunch of features on there and be like i'm not confident in your your ability to to produce this album like and have it be a hit record so i'm going to put some features on there that way like it'll like plug you you know The little Uzi Vert fans are going to listen. The Travis Barkers, the Blink-182 fans are going to listen. They're going to be like, dang, when's the last time Travis Barker did anything? You know what I'm saying? So, and and then all the Doja Cat uh, people listen, right? So, like, it sounds like they're not trying to change the game, right? It's got basic beat drops and basic drums and hi-hats. Like, it sounds like a typical, like, hip-hop beat. And for someone like Bibi Rexa, I like, to be honest, I expected better uh, because of her passion. She's very passionate about um, women's progress and her like how she um deals with mental health and how she deals with like her bipolar issues um, and all of that stuff, right? Like she's very outspoken about her experience as a as a woman and someone that struggles with mental health issues in the music industry right uh, so with that let's just jump into the themes and the content right like um it's obvious I mean it's pretty obvious here right the album is called better mistakes and here we're we're getting the best and the worst of her um and in this she's trying to learn right to just simply make better mistakes because you can't make mistakes can't stop making mistakes in life, right? Like we're human beings. We suck, we die. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we we mess up all the time. Like just the other day, um I don't know. I meant to put the the chicken in the fridge and I put it in the oven. I don't know. Like you <laughs> you make mistakes all the time. And I think what BB Rexa is trying to, you know, say to everyone is that BB Rexa just is trying to make better mistakes. And she's dealing with her bipolar disorder on this record, right? She talks about it in her songs. And, and it becomes obvious because she says things that are exactly the antithesis of what she just said prior, like the complete opposite of what she just said. Um, and that's cool. You know, like being bipolar, being bipolar, though, I feel like. Maybe comes sort of a trend, like I'm not saying like all you people are out here trying to be bipolar, like it's cool, like, no, it's not cool to be bipolar, but think about this right in the last year or two right i can name like three albums that touch on this right we got um kanye west album you know i thought about killing you or something like that yay is i thought about killing you was the name of the first song the song is the album is yay and this deals with his bipolar issues right and then we have manic by halsey which is a phenomenal album phenomenal outstanding album and it's touching on the bipolar disorder, so like, it's not like it's anything new, but I'm glad that we're having this discussion of mental health because like, you go back like to 1950, it's like you want to make a song about what? What even is bipolar disorder, bro? Like, come on, what are you demon talking about? Aren't you good? You good? You go- You need? You you need a therapist? And and then the person's like, yes, 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 I need a therapist, please. Um, but anyways, um it's really cool theme and content wise, right? Like it's, it's, it's got something like, it's not, this is music that, sh- that you can play in the club, but at the same time, if you stop and listen to it, you're like, wait a minute, she's actually talking about me because I have bipolar disorder. So like, there's a little bit of a relatability factor. I'll give her that. Um, But outside of that, it's like, there's not much else to it. Like, yes, we get you, BB Rexa, like you're, you're bipolar. Dope, thanks for giving us the best and worst of you. And if you're into it, if you're into that kind of thing, that's great. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, some albums—that's all we're actually ever doing—is giving people the best and worst of us, right? Um, let's talk about the lyrics. Um, the lyrics of this—the the worst lyrics of this song—definitely um, comes from the Little Uzi Vert song with BB REXA and Little Uzi Vert's. Um, verse on this is not, I don't think it's good, right? The song is called Die for a Man, okay? And in this song, okay, BB Rexa is explaining why she would never die for a man, okay? Um, she says things like, I would never die for a man, die for a man, die for a man. No, I would never cry for a man, even if I love him, hopelessly adore him, you know, I would never die for a man. She also says things like, I used to think that I needed a guy to help me navigate this frightening life. And every time they broke my heart, I thought that I would die, but I survived. So like she's experienced some like heartbreak in her life. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm sure that heartbreak was genuine. Like, I'm sure it genuinely hurt. And so this is why she's in the position that she's in now is like she, like, she doesn't value relationships that much to the point where there will never be anyone in her life that she's willing to die for. Okay, I get that concept. I totally get it. Right? Like I totally understand what she's saying. And I feel like her communicating that is is great. That's a fantastic way to communicate that. But here's the thing. Little Uzi Vert comes in and I feel like he ruins this song. And this is probably the worst one of the worst. This is this is the worst lyrics on the album for sure, in my opinion, right? He says I would never die for a woman because woman got other men too. I only die for my gang. That's the only way. Or I would die for the money if that ish was all blue. Uh-huh. Because I am on a whole nother level in my thinking. When it comes to this life, I can never change. She want me to take my whole life and rearrange it. But you know that I'm in the game and I just can't change ish. Now tell me, how are you not going to die for me? How are you really going to look in my face and say you ain't going to die for me? That means if something happens, you ain't going to cry for me. But it's okay because when I wake up, I'm in Prada sneaks. Okay, let's unpack this, right? There's two options here. Number one, they intended for their messages to be contradictory, right? She's saying, I would never die for a man. I would never die for a man, right? And he says, I would never die for a woman, but I would die for a man, like that's in it like his he would die for his homies, basically is what he's saying. Um, and he's saying that I would die for the money. and but then he questions the woman at the end of the song at the end of his verse. He says, "Now tell me, how are you' are not gonna die for me? How are you gonna really look in my face and say you ain't gonna die for me? And it's like, bro, you expect the woman to die for you, but you won't die for her, and she won't die for you either. But you're mad at her because she won't die for you which is just like weird like i just don't it's confusing but this is like number one they intended for this confusion to happen right maybe they intended for this to happen maybe they were like this is what it means to be bipolar right this is how it like feels and they're going to communicate this with two different people because sometimes that could be or it be like how it feels right Maybe that's what they're doing. That's me giving them the benefit of the doubt, because I don't think that's what they intended to do. I think little Uzi Vert was is a poor communicator. I'm gonna be straight up. Like, like, I don't think, I don't think little Uzi, hang on, I don't think. Let me think of a way to phrase this. I don't think little Uzi Vert is a great communicator at what he was trying to communicate here. I think what he was trying to communicate here was that he won't die for women, but he'll die for his homies because he, the, at the end of the day, the homies will always have your back. Okay. If that's how you live your life. But anyways, but then he questions the woman and says, how are you not going to die for me? And it's like, bro, it's just like, if, if you are trying to come off as bipolar, I don't think that's what you're trying to do. But if that's, if that's what you're trying to do, it's not necessarily clear. I think, if some if you're trying to be bipolar in your song, you have to like like be a little over the top with it. And I think here he's trying to be subtle, but ultimately it fails. It just comes off kind of like a jerk move, like kind of like a jerk and he's basically saying like I won't die for a woman, I'll die for the homies and but I but I expect her to be down for me. And it's like, bro, what even is that? What even is that? little Uzi vert it was not a good verse um but hey you can disagree with me you know what i'm saying like that's that's totally up to you like i'm not out here trying to like convince you to think that what i'm saying is 100% true if you disagree that little uzi vert was being a good and effective communicator in there that's fine but i don't think that's what he was trying to do out here um some of the best lyrics though let's talk about some of the good the good uh lyrics of this right one of the better lyrics is in the song what is it called uh, the song was called hang on sorry I put my track list away the song was called empty right Um, or excuse me the song was called better mistakes which is the name of the album she says and I think these are like honestly kind of real but she says, I should get a real job, talk a little more-ish, burn one more bridge, better mistakes, have another breakdown, and not be afraid to get that tattoo, cover up that name, better mistakes. And it's like, yes, I feel like in this world of brokenness that we all kind of live in, right? The only thing you can do is to make better mistakes, right? Like, And I, I get that message, and I think that's a, a nice message. I really do. And so this is why I commend her for these lyrics. And I think, like again, I said she's a phenomenal songwriter, like a really good songwriter, um, which is part of the reason why I expected a little more from her, but that's okay. These are some good lyrics, and they come out of the song Better Mistakes. Let's talk about the best and the worst song. Um, I think, hands down, the worst song is Die For A Man with Little Uzi Vert. It doesn't make sense, it sounds basic. Little Uzi Vert I, I don't think he should be featured on this song like let's get rid of him from this song it would be a lot better if she just made it just I would never die for a man like it would have been a lot more clear better communication if he was not on that not on that song Um, some honorable mentions before I t- talk about my uh, favorite song on here break my heart the song featuring Travis Barker I don't know what he's doing, but like in the music video, he's playing the drums, which it, it, it gives a cool vibe, like, right? Like she's got this sick drummer in the back from Blink-182 from like 30 years ago. And, um, she, you know, she's like rocking out. It, it's a dope. It's a dope scene. Sabotage is, is cool. There's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of power behind it. Um, There's not a lot of lyrics, though. Like, to be honest, like there's not a lot of lyrics. Um, Sacrifice is good. I I I think BB Rexha should make songs like Sacrifice. I think that's where she's best suited, and I think that's what she that's like her strong suit. Like right, like this is where she's going to be, um. Best. It's like her niche thing, and I think she like this song does that, and she should stop making like basic hip hop songs or basic pop songs that sound like hip hop beats. Like I think she should stick to songs like Sacrifice that are kind of like clubby, techno-y a little bit. Um, that and like songs like Sabotage, where it's like, I'm gonna tell y'all how I feel. Um, and the best song on this record, honestly, I think it's empty. There's so much emotion behind it and it's just so open and authentic. I think she does an extremely good job of communicating her her struggles as someone that struggles with the disorder that she has um and just her mental health at all and being a woman in in popular culture being a woman in music like i can, i'm not saying that women have it easier i'm not saying men have it easier i'm not saying any particular gender has it easier or harder in the the music industry and popular culture but i will say that um women do have some sort of a unique role or unique experience in popular culture, right? Because they're under the microscope, right? Oftentimes you hear, oh, she's a female singer. It's like, hang on, why is she a female singer? Yes, she is female, but do you call the male singer a male singer? No, you don't. They're always kind of like lumped in with their identity or the, their their gender as being a female singer. When they, they're they just a singer, they just happen to be a female. So women kind of, I, I will give it to her. Like she, she goes through a lot. In, in music and in popular culture, right there, I feel like the media is always picking apart women for being women, right? And I feel like BB REXA is trying to, trying to express that. And so I can get how like some of these songs, you know, or after a while you feel empty. Like I I can get that. And so, shout out to her for like being, being real about her experiences. Like if I wanted to make a song or make an album all about happiness, I could, and it'd probably be a hit. But she chose to put a song on there that's kind of sad, and it's it's okay. Um, and I think Empty is the best song on the record. Um, so here's my overall rating, right? Overall, I'm going to rate this song a 41 out of 100. I don't do uh, 1 to 10. Um, 41 out of 100. The reason why is because there's a ton of features, and I don't think any of these features are worth much. Um, but the songs that are good, they're, they're good songs, and they're authentic. Um, so... There you have it, 41 out of 100 um, B.B. Rex's Better Mistakes. Um, to be honest, you can I, I, I don't recommend it. <laughs> I'm going be, to be honest, I don't recommend this album. Uh, you'll be fine if you skip, skip this one, okay? So you're not missing out. Um, but thanks for listening. Um, in our next episode, I'm going to be reviewing um, some of the songs that my students gave to me as Spotify recommendations. So make sure you tune into that and we'll talk more about that in our next episode. Bye.